if your why is that important in your life, if everything you do comes from your why, your passion, your purpose, your direction comes from your why, don't chance getting it wrong. Don't make it up. Don't kind of know it. Don't think you know it. Go figure it out. Welcome back, everyone, to the Geeks, Geezers, and Googleization Show, the home of Googleization Nation, where we talk with HR and business thought leaders about the crazy shift going on all around us and explore the disruptive convergence of technology, business, and people. Here are your hosts, Ira Wolf and Jason Cochran. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Geek Skeezers and Googleization, a show from the People Forward Network. I'm Ira Wolf, and thank you for being part of Googleization Nation. And I'm Jason Cochran. If you think this is just another podcast, think again. We are the voice of crucial conversations confronting business leaders and people today. And our goal is to bring you ways to reimagine tomorrow and explore the impact of the convergence of business, technology, and people. Ira, many of our listeners might be familiar with the popular sci-fi TV series, Doctor Who, but today we are excited because we have Dr. Why, Gary Sanchez, the founder of the Why Institute, and he's joining us on the show today to discuss this hot topic of purpose and discovering your why. And it's not a hot topic because we say it is, it's because it's the question on nearly everyone's minds these days with the Great Awakening it's just causing them to reimagine the work they do and where does work fit in their lives. And one of the things that a lot of people I think are discovering is that work can and should be so much more than just an activity that helps someone else get rich off of your time and talent. And you know, it's ironic. Companies often open their wallets to the tune of nearly $100 billion each year for market research so that they can better understand their prospects, their customers, and their competitors. And executives believes this is simply the cost or the table stakes to do business. But if we turn that inwardly toward better understanding your employees, it's a significantly lower spend. And it's often viewed through the lens of how much is this actually costing us to do this with our own employees? Uh, but before we go any deeper on that, we wanna share our perfect labor storm segment uh, before we get to Gary. And just as a reminder to Googleization Nation, on each episode, we focus on just a few disruptive, surprising, or worrisome trends that we believe that you should know about. And no surprise today, these things are going to tie into purpose. So here is some perfect labor storm data, and this is from Gartner. And here we go. These might shock some people. 65% of working Americans are rethinking the place that work should have in their life. 62% are longing for a bigger change related to work in their life. 56% want to contribute more to society. 52% are questioning the purpose of their day-to-day -day job. And 50% have changed their expectations toward their employer. Jason, I mean, the only thing I can say for that is, is wow. Uh, we keep hearing more and more stats like that. And I'm a stats guy. I've been doing this. That's how I started my perfect labor storm way back 25 years ago, uh, just tracking all these trends. But I guess I've been a lo around long enough that I've earned the right to be cynical. That's what older baby boomers can do. Right. Uh, so I'm not sure. I, I would love to go back and look at some of the surveys that were taken back 25, 30, even 40 years ago. And I'm not so sure that that's changed a lot other than, than people are, are doing something now. They're literally acting on that. It's not that I'd like what, when I retire, I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to find my why, or that just wasn't part of our, our parents and our grandparents and our great grandparents' conversations, but it is now. And, but, but saying you're going to do something is where people get stuck. It's that people want to, to, to pursue their, their why, their purpose. They may not know what it is. So that's the first step. And then the second step is how do they do that? And you and I talk about that with all our guests every week about adapting and, and about going from that fixed to a growth mindset uh, because it takes courage. You know, we've talked, you know, we, we've talked uh, to, to our guests, to, to many thought leaders about that. And it, and, and it takes courage and, 
and it's scary. I mean, it's not only scary about the unknown and, and the future and uncertainty, but uh, if, you, if you don't have that why, if you don't know why you're doing it, and then you also don't have some guidance how to do it, uh, it's, it's going to be really tough. Uh, so, you know, for an example, 65% of working Americans are rethinking the place that work should have in their lives. The rethinking part, I agree with. The should, how that work plays out, what that looks like, what that next role looks like, especially if people are thinking of changing their career, uh, people need some guidance. So I'm super excited about what we're going to be talking about today for many reasons, other than Gary and I came from a similar career path and we, we left uh, because we did find our why and we figured out how and what to do. But we're going to find out from Gary Sanchez how, why, how, and what in just a minute to help everyone that's in that same role. So before we bring Gary on, just a quick reminder, you can earn SHRM credits by listening to Geek Skeezers, Geek, Geek Skeezers and Googleization. That's easy for me to say. Geek Skeezers and Googleization podcast each week. All you need to do is subscribe to googleizationnation.com and go up to the website, googleizationnation.com, upper right side, under podcasts, there is a link for a quick survey to make sure that you actually listened uh, to the to the podcast, what you might have learned, and then we will send you a an activity code, uh, and you'll earn between a half and a full credit, depend on uh, how long the episode was. While you're there, if you're not a member of GoogleizationNation.com, please join. It's free. And uh, when you have time, when you're finished listening to this podcast, please rate and review it on Apple or Spotify, iHeart, Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. And we really appreciate everybody being part of Googleization Nation and listening because we are now very, very close to being in the top 2.5% of all podcasts in the world. So that's quite an achievement, but we can't do it without you. We, we can talk without you, but we can't, we can't achieve that uh, position. So it's probably a really, really good time to bring on Gary Sanchez, Dr. Gary Sanchez right now. So let's give hey, a welcome, warm Ira. Welcome, Googleization. Uh, Jason. Welcome Thanks for having me on. Dr. Gary Sanchez. It's a, it's a pleasure. So Gary, I mean, we, we, we were chatting before the show. We've had a similar career path. You just left uh, yeah. two years ago. I left 17 years ago, or 27 years ago, 17 years ago, I was just a kid, uh, 27 years ago, uh, coming from uh, a world of dentistry. And, uh, you know, as I always described it in my TED talk, uh, I loved everything about dentistry, but dentistry, <laughs> but it, it took me, I wish I knew you 27 years ago, um, because I, I knew what I, I knew that I needed, I wanted to leave. And I knew I, I was going to be a consultant and, and help other people maybe either if they enjoyed dentistry or teaching or law or accounting or engineering that I, I would help them do that better. But I didn't really have a, I, I didn't have a blueprint. I didn't have a model. I was, I was just out there doing it. And I think that's, that's the struggle, but you had done a dual career for a while, but you left because you, you too found what your, your why and your purpose in life. So we can't wait to hear about that. So let's talk a little bit about that. What was your, what was your journey like? You know, why don't I think what I think we ought to do is start back in high school, because think about high school when you're asked, what do you want to do with your life? Right. What, what was our typical answer? Or, or most people answer. Right. I don't know. Which is what I answered. I don't know what I want to do. Where do you want to go to college? I don't know. So you end up going to college. At least I did just where some of my friends went, where I thought I was going to have a good time. Then you get into college and they say, okay, uh, Ira, what are you going to major in? And you're like, well, I don't know. How am I supposed to figure that out? And there's no real way to do that, right? And so um, then you just pick something that maybe you got a good grade in or seemed interesting. And once you've picked your major, it's like, well, what are you going to do with that major? And that was my journey. I didn't know what I wanted to do. I had no way to figure it out. I had nobody to help me. I went and saw counselors, but it wasn't really very useful. It was just like, what are you good at? And so I went off to dental school because, by default because my dad was a dentist and I wanted to see if I liked it. How about you, Ira? Why did you go to dental school? That's a good question. And my path was almost the opposite of what you did. I, I've shared this story and other people might have heard it as well. But in fifth grade, uh, as a W, um, a wolf, uh, I was near the end. There was only 
two, I think there were two or three kids after me, my, my best friend, Bobby York and, and, and Rob, Bobby Zimmerman. I think that was it. So I was in the back of the class and the teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up? And everybody stood up around the room and I think whatever, they were going to be painters and coal miners and maybe, maybe some people had professions, teachers. And I got there and for some reason I said, I'm going to be a dentist. I really don't know why. Um, there was another, one of my name, one of my other friends, his father was a dentist and he had a good lifestyle. So I, that's probably what I picked. And I was just too stubborn. Uh, you know, every year then is like, oh, do you still want to be a dentist? You know, you're in sixth grade and seventh grade and eighth grade. You still want to be a dentist? And you go, yeah, yeah, I'm going to be a dentist. And uh, I, I wasn't exposed to anything else. I was sort of the path and everybody then focused my career around that and, you know, what's colleges you go to in dental school. So I, I sort of just fell in line and, and did it, but my, which was also funny. My mother forgets that she did this. She'll be 99 soon. The first day I showed up in college, I said, I'm going to, I'm changing my major to go into business because that was ultimately, that was my, my passion. And, and her response was, then you're not going to this school because this was a pre, it was a pre-med school. Uh, and she said, you're going to go to a, a school that's better in business. Uh, but obviously things have changed. And, um, but I persisted and I loved building it. And, and I, I, I certainly have a sense of accomplishment uh, of everything I did. And I, I don't, I don't necessarily say it was a bad move because I learned a lot, but uh, again, it, it, it's an expensive it's an expensive experiment of how do you go through all that and and uh, you know get there and then you're in your 40s and go, nah, I'm going to walk away from it. <laughs> well, that's exactly what happened to me. You know, I, I went to dental school, like I said, as by default. And then when I got out, I actually had a great time in dental school. And when I got out, the advice that I was given by the gurus of that time was build a great product and people will come, right? Go out and do the best job you can. People will naturally and mysteriously find out about you and come see you. So, so I did that. I spent 20 years getting to the highest levels you could get to in dentistry, with going to the best institutes, the best mentors, built a beautiful office, all the technology, all the stuff. And I had a great what. Yeah, you know, Gary. <laughs> yeah I had a great what, uh, but I, I didn't know my why. I was just doing it. And, and I got lumped in with everybody else who said, yeah, I'm a dentist too. And so while you and I did it at a different level, if I, if somebody said, what do you do? And I say, I'm a dentist. I got lumped in with everybody that said they're a dentist. And I became very disillusioned. My practice wasn't growing like I thought it was. I wasn't having the fun, the success that I thought I would. And I was ready to quit. And you did. And I kept persisting. And so I ended up going out and hiring a coach. I hired a guy by the name of John Asaraf. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was in the movie, The Secret. And through him, I learned how to use the internet. I learned how to do websites and drip campaigns and SEO. And I learned how to tell the world all about what we were doing, all these amazing things we were doing. But the only problem was I didn't know what I was going to say. And so since I didn't know what to say to separate me from everybody else, I just stayed quiet until one day I heard John Asraf interview Simon Sinek, who wrote the book, Start With Why. So uh, for those of you are, that are not familiar with it, Simon developed this golden circle concept that has in the middle why and the next ring out how and the next ring is what. And what Simon talks about is he said, you know, everybody knows what they do. I'm a dentist. I'm a, a talk show host. I'm a chiropractor, whatever that is, everybody knows what they do. Some people know how they do what they do. By how, I mean, what are those proprietary processes that you think make you different? But very few know why they do what they do. And by why, we mean what's your purpose, what's your cause, what's your belief? And he says it's the inspiring companies like Apple, Southwest Airlines, Harley-Davidson, inspiring people like Steve Jobs and Martin Luther King that start with why, then tell you how they do what they do, and lastly, what it is they do that connects to you in a completely different way that allows you to make a decision because it feels right. And so when I heard that, I said, that's what I'm missing. I got a great what, but I don't know my why. And so I became obsessed with discovering my why. I called Simon, I said, Simon, I need you to help me discover my why. So he and I spent about eight months together going back through my life, looking for clues as to why I do what I do. And when I finally figured it out, that my why is to find a better way and then share it, my life made a lot more sense to me. I've got lots of patents and products and inventions that are all better ways of doing things. So I went back and figured out what Simon was trying to do and I made it better. So instead of taking six or eight or 10 months, I could help someone discover their why in about, uh, in about an hour. 
And I applied all of this to my practice and my practice took off. And we went from just getting by to having abundance, which was a heck of a lot more fun. And so as my practice took off, I started getting calls from other dentists that said, hey, how did you do that? Will you help me? So I started helping them discover their why and then build their messaging, marketing, branding, all based on their why and their practices would take off. And I did this for about 150 dentists. And I started getting calls from lawyers and chiropractors and financial groups and businesses kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And now I've done this with you know thousands of companies and hundreds of thousands of people, so much so that I've been able to develop the, the software that you guys used to go online and discover your why and recently discover your why, how, and what with our YOS software. And so now, uh, like you said, I, I, two years ago, I left my dental practice and, and now all we focus on is bringing the why to the world, impacting a billion people by helping them discover their why, how, and what. Um, because that's when they'll, they'll have that clarity and that certainty and that confidence to move in the right direction. I know that was a mouthful and that was the quick version of bringing you up to speed with how the heck did I get here? But um, I think now people have a, a little bit of a sense. So we can go wherever you want from there. And it's a great story. It's not just the two of us. I mean, Jason, I mean, yep. you know, this wasn't how you started out. Ultimately, when we there's there's a really, really good book. And I'll, I'll just mention this and then we'll, we'll come back. We'll continue on. But uh, it's called The Adaptation Advantage. And, you know, my passion helping people adapt to the future, to the future, not just the future of work. But that's what this is about. We another tool to be able to do that. And, and but there's a chapter in there and talks about the dumbest questions we can ask anybody and ask kids. And I'm, I'm very conscious of this now. But one is the very first thing that we do when we meet somebody is, go, what do you do? And people define themselves by their job title. Yeah. And then they get stuck, similar to what I did and what you did. And and we, we found a way to, to, to we had the courage and, and, and the gumption to, to go out and do something differently about it. But a lot of people are struggling because they're stuck there. And then other people say, but you, you, you invested all that money and time and you went to college for that degree. And now you're not going to use it. And there's only one, there was a study that just came out. There's only one third of college students that are actually using their degree for the jobs that they had. The, the recent grads. So people are on that path. And so it's critically important. But I, I think the I, I often say that the pandemic didn't didn't create the future of work. I, I know a lot of people want to point fingers at it and blame the pandemic for, you know, all this confusion and disruption. The reality is it just pulled back the curtain, except for one thing. It really did. I think it did. It was a catalyst for a tipping point of people said, I'm going to do something different. I'm not I, I had a year or two to mull over this, to sit at home, to think about it, to get my priorities straight. And I'm gonna do something about it. But so interested to hear about, so how do people find their why, first of all, for people that are thinking like that? And the second is, is how do they find their how? Because that's where, that's where I really think people are struggling. Yeah, so let's talk about that for a minute because there's a couple different types of whys. You know, often I'll run into somebody and I'll say something like, you know, they'll, they'll ask me a little bit about what we're doing. I'll say, you know, when you know your why, what you do has more impact. And they'll say, yeah, all right, I know my why. I agree with you. I know my why. And I say, really? Okay, well, what's your why? And they'll, they'll pull out their phone and they'll show me a picture of their kids on their phone and say, this is my why. This is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Or they'll show me a picture of a little red dress or something and say, this is my why. I've got to get into this dress for a wedding in six months. And so that's why I'm working out so hard the way I am. And so what that is, is that why is short-term motivation for doing something the way you're doing it. And when your kids grow up or you, the wedding passes, then the motivation goes away. And so what I'm talking about is more of a uh, why you do what you do everywhere you go, not just at work, but at home. And it's much more profound. It's, um, you know, that special thing that you have that you when you're in your living your why you're in your lane, you have unlimited energy, you're living your passion. And that's the why that I'm talking about. And so it, it took me for a long, you know, took me a long time to figure out my own. But now that I've done it with so many thousands of people, I did it for thousands of people for free because I became obsessed with helping them discover their why. And I started to notice patterns and trends and similarities. And I figured out that there's only nine different whys. And that was the most important thing that I discovered because once I figured out there was nine whys, we could help people discover their, their why much quicker, much easier because I was able to develop the software where you can now go online and discover your why in about five minutes. 
So how do you discover your why? Here's, I, I don't want this to sound like a sales pitch, but if your why is that important in your life, if everything you do comes from your why, your passion, your purpose, your direction comes from your why, don't chance getting it wrong. Don't make it up. Don't kind of know it. Don't think you know it. Go figure it out. It's not very expensive to go do. On our website, it's only $47. So just go do it, and then you'll know what your why is, and then you can go from there. But like you said, then there's how you bring your why to life, and lastly, what it is people can count on from you. We call that your YOS, your why operating system. That's your internal motivation, but it's also your external message. It's how you tell the world what makes you special, which then allows you to have that clarity and confidence and certainty to make decisions, to move forward faster, right? So how you do it is, here's the interesting thing that I, that I think you guys both know now is we figured out that one of the nine whys is your why, one of them is your how, and one of them is your what. So I'll give you an example. Uh, in my case, my why is to find a better way and share it. My life has always been about finding better ways and sharing them with the world, improving things. How I go about doing that is first by me getting clear on it and then making it clear for others. And ultimately, what I bring is a simple solution so that everybody can do it. So my why is to find a better way. How I do that is by making things clear and understandable. And ultimately what I bring is a simple solution. And Jason, we know your why. You haven't gotten a chance to say a word here. So um, if you're just listening and not watching, he's here, but he hasn't had a chance to talk yet. It's too good. I'm waiting for a chance, but it's, it's just too good right now. I'm enjoying listening. Well, let's talk about your YOS because we know your YOS. I know. So you guys get to hear Jason all the time. And Jason's why is to contribute to a greater cause, add value, have an impact in the lives of others. How he does that is by making sense of complex and challenging issues, challenging problems. And ultimately what he brings is the trusted source. He wants to be that person that you can count on because if he says it, it's gonna be true. How does that feel to you, Jason? You know me better than I know myself, Gary. Right. <laughs> That's the thing. I want to reinforce for our audience. You, Gary, you mentioned like if, if we really care about who we are, what we're about, our why, $47 to figure that out. Are you kidding me? That's seriously, that's incredible. And when we think about how much money we waste on other things, like if, if we really want to understand our why and help it guide and direct our lives, it absolutely is worth it. I was blown away when I did this assessment a few months ago, not only in terms of how accurate it was, the direction it gave me in terms of understanding the types of experiences and activities that I go out and seek to have become a part of my life, not just whimsically saying yes to whatever, you know, opportunities out there, but understanding, does this connect to my why, my how, and my what helped me tremendously. And I can only imagine too, Gary, like we're talking on a personal level right now, like each of us individually need to figure this out. But can this also, this framework, this assessment that you've created, do these things also carry over to helping businesses and organizations figure out their why, how, and what also? Great question. Let me give you an example of how this plays out. So let's use Steve Jobs because everybody knows him. The His why is to challenge, the, if you know anything about his life and how he lived his life, his why is to challenge the status quo, right? Think differently. He didn't follow the rules. He didn't do things the way other people thought he should do it. He, he did it his own way. How he would go about doing that is by constantly looking for better ways to do things. And ultimately what he would bring is he would simplify things to where they were easy to do. Remember how he dressed? You know, he wore the same thing every day, black mock turtleneck, jeans, tennis shoes. He had those glasses that were just two round pieces of glass and three pieces of wire. Everything was simple. So he would challenge what convention said find something better and then simplify it to where it was easy to do. That's him in his personal life, but that's also the message, the why, how, and what of Apple. And everything Apple does, they challenge the status quo. They challenge the phone industry with the iPhone, the music industry with iTunes, the watch industry with the Apple Watch. You could go on and on. How they would go about doing that is by looking for better ways to do things. Instead of using keys, 
they use glass, right? And then they would simplify it down to the point where a 93-year-old and a three-year-old could use it with their finger. And so they would challenge the status quo, find a better way and simplify it down to the point where it's easy to use, which is exactly Steve Jobs' why. So if you lead a business, if you're the visionary, if you're the leader, you're the owner, your why, how, and what are the why, how, and what of your business. And so the clearer you are on who you are by knowing your why, how, and what, the easier it is to develop your messaging, your marketing, your branding, your culture, your ideal client, all of those things become so much easier when you know your why, how, and what. And it's just the first step. So here's, here's something I really want to clarify. Imagine that you're, if you're listening to this and you're confused and you're not sure who you are, how to articulate it, what direction you should go, where you can find your passion, what you should do next in your life, and you're looking out at all of these assessments. There's Myers-Briggs, there's Colby, StrengthFinder, DISC. You can go on and on and on. There's some great assessments out there. And you're wondering, where should I start? What is my first step? Knowing your YOS is the first step. Those other assessments, as good as they are, those are how you take action, but not why you take action. If you start with your why, the rest become easy. If you don't and you start with your how, you're going to jump from assessment to assessment to assessment, trying to figure out little bits and pieces about yourself. Start with your YOS. The rest becomes so much easier. If you don't, it's very hard to do. So hopefully that made sense. But really, where you start is with your why. Jason and I speak about this all the time, and I'm sure you do it indirectly. But every HR conference you go to, every business conference, everybody's talking about transforming their culture, yeah. uh, aligning the people with the purpose, uh, making sure that everybody's connected. Um, Jason has the four connections uh, that he talks about. And, and then we talk about employee experience. If you don't understand, if, if the organization doesn't can't articulate their why and the and the and the employees and they don't know the employees don't know what their why is and the management doesn't know what the employees why is how do you even make that alignment i mean it's like we're giving you the map and your alignment will be whatever we tell you it will be you'll follow this path and then they don't understand why people you know you have these crazy numbers uh, from gallup coming out that that 57 percent of employees are not thriving and not engaged. It's way beyond not 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 engaged anymore. It's not thriving, and 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 nineteen percent are miserable. I mean, how do you run a company like that? And you go, but we have a great. We're trying to improve our culture. Well, if you don't understand the why and help people get there, and I think that's that's the biggest takeaway that that I had from following you and reading is like, okay, you get the why, but you don't get the how. If you don't know the how and the what, then we're stuck. And we've got a lot more to cover, but we got to take a quick break here. Uh, you're listening to Geek Skeezers and Googleization. Thank you for being part of Googleization Nation. We have a uh, just an awesome conversation going on here about the why with Dr. Gary Sanchez from Y Institute. Reminder, if you're listening and you want SHRM credits, you can go to googleizationnation.com, upper right, Hit on podcast, download the form, send it to us. We'll send you an activity code. Uh, but we're going to be right back. We're going to have a short break, and this fits in really well. We're going to hear a little bit about adaptability, and we will be back in one minute. For most of us, change is freaking terrifying. And unfortunately, there's no app to adapt. That might change in the not-so-distant future. But for now, we're on our own. That means we can either accept our default future or reimagine our tomorrow. For those of you who choose default, good luck. Just remember, there's no pause button for change. You can't turn back the clock. And there's no get out of jail free card in this age of perpetual uncertainty. Like it or not, change will happen all around us. And that change is not becoming just more disruptive and frequent, but volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous, or VUCA. Fortunately, you can make change work for you and turn it into your personal and competitive advantage. Reimagine your future. 
to one in which you're living with purpose, you're happy, and you're growing, thriving, and flourishing. If you're ready to rewrite your next life chapter and regain control of your destiny in this never-normal world, your journey starts here. Contact the leader in adaptability and making change work for you, your team, and your organization. Ira S. Wolf, adaptability.expert. Hey everyone, welcome back to Geek Skeezers Googleization. Thank you for being part of Googleization Nation. Uh, we're here today with Dr. Gary Sanchez from the Y Institute. I did forget to say this. Actually, I didn't forget to say it, but I, I was on mute before. The reason that Jason wasn't talking, Gary, is because around Dennis, nobody wants to open their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Which I know isn't the case with Jason. but <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. If you want any more information about adaptability, and again, it fits so well into this conversation today about the why of how people need to change and where they're struggling, or I want to change, but I don't know what to do. So certainly go up to the Y Institute and, and find out what your why is, but also the aqplusmindset.com, aqplusmindset.com. Uh, is where we're helping people with their growth mindset of how do you get beyond that fixed mindset that I'm too old to do this. I, I'm too I'm too old to find my purpose. <laughs> I'm too old to find my why. And I got to tell you, I mean, I'm by far the oldest on, on this group, and I'm still I'm still on that search. I will also tell you, Gary, that I, I have have the print uh, part of the printout in front of me. And I, you know, I'm in the assessment business. I take lots of assessments. I mean, I, I don't know how many over the time. And every every day somebody sends me an assessment. Can you try this? And you know, some of them are okay. This one, it was like, okay, what's this one gonna tell me that I don't know about myself? Especially I wrote a book on not the why, but on business motivators or personal motivators. And the, the one line that just popped out was you are often referred to as the go-to person. And I just said that to my wife Jerry the other day. It's like every Everybody, it's like, no, I can do what I can do it and go, oh, it doesn't work. I need help. Can you help? <laughs> it's like, it's always like the I'm, I'm, the, I'm holding up the world, which is the downside of being a contributor, right? Yep. Um, that's, that's my why. I'm the contributor is that all of a sudden you, you, you create that world where everybody go, comes to you because you want to help. And, but then everybody wants to come to you because, <laughs> you, because they think you want to help. Can I, can I make a comment on something that uh, I think we might find interesting as well, which is the concept of change or the, if we're talking about an individual changing, not a company, because companies change all the time and, and so much else changes. But if I go to, to you, Ira, and I say, Ira, you need to change. How does that feel to you? For me, being told what to do? Yeah. <laughs> and not having not having a hundred percent control over my own destiny—that's terrible. Yeah, <laughs> that, you, 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 you've lost me. I'm not listening anymore. Yeah, and so and how often do people actually change? How often does somebody make whatever changes a lifelong thing? Right. So I, I look at it differently. I don't think that people need to change. Ira, I don't think you need to change. Jason, I don't think you need to change. I think you just need to be able to unleash the real you. Let the real you come out, fully be yourself, and that's all you need to do. You're already good enough. I don't want you to change. I just think most people don't know who they are, so they try to be something, but they don't really know who they are. And once they know who they are, now I can be me. I can fully... You don't want to be somebody different than you. You just be yourself. And so that's why I'm wondering how you guys feel about instead of somebody changing, we let them, you know, unleash them or let them just be themselves. What do you guys think about that? I think it follows with pretty much any successful psychological theory as to who we are as homo sapiens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, that, that that's just who we are. We're resistant to change. We are very resistant to being changed in some way. Uh, and so this concept of unleashing, I think what it does is it helps us understand the lenses of many times we're trying to get people to fit certain pre-constructed models and things like that. And that's the, the challenge, I think, with a lot of the other assessments is sometimes we put people in a box. And what you're doing is you're helping them define who they are. You're unleashing them out of that box to be truly who they are. And there's there's so much value there. 
um, in doing that. And so when we're talking about these types of things of, of unleashing people, I'm wondering um, what is kind of like that, that next step. So once they know about who they are, how do they go about taking those steps of what does it look like and how do they go about doing it? Are there some support systems in place that Y Institute offers to help them understand what those next steps are to live out that why? Yeah, so let's take somebody through this path. They're, they don't know what they wanna do or, or they're just kind of stuck right now, they're lost. And so first step is let's discover your why, how, and what. Why you do what you do, how you bring that to life and what people can count on from you. And then you'll have that clarity to be able to say it. Because when you can say it, that's when you know it, right? Okay, so the next step is, the next question would be, do you know what you wanna do with your life or do you not know what you wanna do with your life? If you already know and you're already doing it, then let's take your why, how, and what, your YOS, and let's apply it to your business and we'll help you develop your culture, your messaging, your marketing, so that you can have a bigger impact being you. If you don't know what you wanna do with your life and you're wondering where you fit and you're wondering where you find your passion, there's a process for helping you get on the right career path. Because here's a really important point. When what you do is in line with why you do what you do and how you wanna express it, you will have passion for what you do. Let me say that again. When what you do is in line with your why and your how, you will have passion for what you do. And passion is the fuel that gives you the energy to pursue your dreams. Without passion, you don't have energy. You won't stick to it. You'll give up. But with passion, you'll stick to it until you achieve your result. You'll love doing it. So the key is to put people, like, like um, Colin said in his book, Good to Great, Put the right people in the right place doing the right things they'll have passion for what they do that's a great concept well how do you do it well you do it when you know somebody's why how and what so ira if i put you in a position where i said ira i'm looking for a bookkeeper i'm looking for somebody that can just sit in the cubicle there and crunch numbers all day how do you feel about that oh i'm great because that's what my business is <laughs> helping helping people do that i mean how about you doing it? About me doing it? Yes. Oh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I've turned it off. I'm, I'm walking away. I'm done. Yeah, exactly. But if I put you in a position where you can help other people do that, you can be the mentor. You can be the one that uh, contributes to them, adds value. You, you use your time and your money and your energy and your connections to help them do better. How do you feel about that? Well, and that's what I did. I mean, that, that you just described my path. I mean, I wasn't a bookkeeper, but doing the same thing over and over and over again. Uh, and, you know, fellow colleagues, your, your, your colleagues as well. I mean, they love doing that. It's, it's that pursuit of excellence. It's that pursuit of how can we get that, that shade right or the crown right or that procedure just down. And, and every time it's a new challenge, it's on a new person. They're challenged by that. So I was, I was bored to death doing that. So if you can put people in the right place, you, you naturally got out and went to do something that fit you better. But what you can do when you're hiring, when you're building your teams is if you know their why, how, and what, you'll know the right position for them. There are certain whys that would love to be a bookkeeper. There are certain whys that would love to be in marketing. There are certain whys that would love to be in HR. Not just can they do it, but love to do it. And that's how you build an inspired team. And that's how you help people get on the right career path. Pick a career, pick a path where you get to live your why and how. Oh my gosh, you'll love it. Pick one that you won't get to, you're gonna run out of energy and you're gonna quit. And that's kind of what happened to you. As good of a career as dentistry is, and dentistry is a great lifestyle. My, I, I was making a great income and working tw literally 20 hours a week, uh, six rounds of golf a week. And you walked away. That was a, in my 40s. And that was that was a dream job for other people. It's like, well, just work 10 hours a day. I didn't want to work one hour a day doing that. <laughs> so you walked away. You ran out of energy and said, I am done. I don't care how good this is, how good this looks. It doesn't fit me. You walked away. And now you've got unlimited passion for what you're doing now. Right? 
Oh, absolutely. I mean, people are got it's when are you going to retire? When are you going to slow down? And it's like I I got too many things I want to do and 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 I'm and which is a bit of a challenge, but I'm juggling like three different businesses right now in the pursuit of shifting the business to helping, you know, helping the why, helping that bigger cause that 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 and, and ultimately that the contributor, you know, sized me up pretty well. You're never too old for that job. You're never too old working for a bigger cause, a greater cause, making sure other people can succeed. Other people do that where everybody else is looking at, they got their job title, they got their punching. I only got nine more years to work. Um, I And then you find out how many people are unhappy, you know, a, after that happens. And, and obviously a lot of people are unhappy now in their twenties and thirties doing things that they don't need to do. Gary, we're, we are, this could go on forever, but yeah. we're, we're, we're approaching toward the end and we, we have a couple of things that we want to okay. make sure, but we always have, we have a favorite question at the end. One of them is before Jason gets to his lightning round questions, what didn't we ask you that we should have? What is my vision? What is your vision, Gary? <laughs> there we go. My vision is to be the first step in self-awareness. When people are confused and don't know where to turn or where to even begin, you've got to have a first step. Every six, every journey starts with a first step. And to me, this journey starts with discovering your YOS. If you just do that first, the rest will be so much easier. If you don't take that step, you know, you can't steer a parked car. You're going to be stuck. So our goal is to impact a billion people in the next five years. Because if you can imagine a world where a billion people are living their passion, wow, what an impact we can make. It's a, it'd be incredible what we can do. So our vision is to be that first step. And our goal is to impact a billion people in the next five years. So any help that your audience can give us would be fantastic. Well, a lot a lot of the audience needs help because the, the Gallup emotions report that just came out, 2 billion people in the world are working. Only 300,000 are happy in their jobs. Wow. So there's your billion, Gary. You got 1.7, you got 1.7 billion marketplace. There's one, there's one other question you didn't ask me. Can I add, can I tell you that one? Does knowing your why make life easier? So nobody, you didn't ask me. You got to ask me now. The, yeah, I got to tee that up. So Gary, does knowing your why make your life easier? No. Sometimes it does. Yes, it makes it clear. But in Iris' case and in my case, we walked away from very lucrative situations that we could have just wrote it out. Right? I Same thing. I was only working three days a week making great money. I could have just wrote it out, played golf, all the same stuff. But it, we t chose to take a tougher path with more excitement and more passion. Don't you agree, Ira? Oh, 100%. It could make it easier, but it could also make it more challenging with the end game being much more fun. And with that, we are ready for the lightning round, Gary. I can't believe that we're already here. Uh, let, let's start with this one first, just to help our audience get to know you a little bit better and us get to know you a little bit better on a personal level. Let's say all of a sudden someone drops some concert tickets in front of you. It's like a blank check and you can write anybody in there. Who are we going to see? You're going to crack up when I say this one, but I really want to see, and they're, they're not together anymore, unfortunately, but I really wanted to see Daft Punk. Oh, yeah. My wife is a huge fan of Daft Punk. Yeah. I, they're our age. Yeah. yeah they're, they're really good. Wear the helmets. And I always want, my daughter brought back, I don't know, 10 years ago, uh, an album that she somebody gave her of Daft Punk. And I'm like, who the heck is Daft Punk? And then I started listening to it. I was like, hey, I know that song. I know that song. I love that song. And I always wanted to yeah. see them. And they never came back to tour. Well, we'll just have to go find them somewhere then. Yeah. Make that happen. <laughs> Yeah, they they put a video online of them both blowing up, and so they disappeared. They're just retiring. They're discovering their why. They're That's looking exactly. for the next thing in life. That's what they're doing. How about a favorite animal? Is there a particular animal that really resonates with you or is kind of like your spirit animal? I mean, it would probably have to be a dog. I mean, we just got these two new puppies and just spending time with them. They They love you unconditional. They pay attention to you. They want to please you. Uh, I don't know that it could be much better than a dog, at least for me. My uh, my Dan, who you guys both know, 
his daughter was just on his uh, LinkedIn show last week and she's a pet biologist. So she figures out the whys of all of the pets. And it's funny how accurate she is. And so she tells us that, you know, for $50, she'll figure out your pet's why, but to do their why, how, and what, it's $150 because she's really got to get to know them. And so she's so funny, but uh, yeah, I think you can. One of ours uh, has the why of contribute and one of them has the why of make sense. So yeah, we figured that out. I so love now that. We know. <laughs> now another layer of application for understanding the why. It even applies to our, our animal friends out there in the world too. And last one, Gary. How about just a, a quick story or memory of transformational impact that has really resonated with you and seeing how the YOS has helped change lives? Is there one that sticks out to you that you want to share? Well, I just did a Y um, um, team YOS with a real estate company right before I, I came here. That's why I have my hat on. But um, I met this guy at that that owns the real estate company on a golf trip recently in Mesquite. And you know, he didn't just meeting him. I didn't, he was a young, younger guy, kind of a muscly guy, longer hair. I didn't expect him to be uh, much of a deep thinker, just kind of like a, Hey, where's the next party kind of guy. And we, over dinner one night, we sat, I uh, had them all discover their why they were asking me all about. It. I said, here, just discover it while you're, while we're sitting here. So we did. And then we started having these conversations and it was uh, turned out to be just an amazing evening of transformation for him and his guy and the guys that work for him. And they brought it up to me just now when we were working, they said, you know, that dinner we had my life. And he said this to me and he says, I don't want this to sound funny, but I think about you now at least 10 times a day. And I was like, yeah, I don't know that I should know that. And he goes, no, what I mean is I think about, I said, I think about our conversation and discovering my why and what an impact it's had on me and my ability to communicate with my team. So he brought all of his team members here today to go through the same thing. Um, but it's pretty much common to, to once people discover their why, their how and their what, how clear their life is, how clear their path becomes. I had one daughter go through high school and college not knowing her why. And I had one daughter going through a high school knowing her why, and their paths were completely different. The one that knew her why has been a straight to what she wants to do, and the other one has been, you know, six years of college and took a year off. And it really makes a difference as far as clarity. So I see it over and over. I could I could go from story after story, but it really um, instantly impacts people in their ability to know themselves and figure out what direction they should go with their life. I love it. Well, Gary, thank you for being with us today. Um, real quick, before we let you go here, how can folks get in touch with you and learn more about the Why Institute and the Why OS operating system? So uh, just go to whyinstitute.com and you'll see a place where you can discover your why for $47, discover your YOS for uh, $97. If I were you, I would just discover your YOS because that's where you're going to end up anyway but it gives you a lot of insight into why you do what you do, how you bring that to life and what people can count on from you. So decisions, direction becomes so much easier for you. So go to whyinstitute.com. You can also follow our podcast. Our podcast is Beyond Your Why, where I interview, I bring on people. Well, Jason, I had you on there. So we talk about how your why's played out in your life, right? It was a That's fascinating right. conversation. Go, to, go listen to my interview with Jason. I think you'll find it fascinating. Perfect. Gary, we cannot thank you enough uh, for coming on the show today and helping Googleization Nation understand not only their how, or their, I'm sorry, their why, but their how and their what of how they're going to go execute on that. So we'd love to have you back on again in the future. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. Hey, thanks, Gary. Appreciate it. Ira, we could have kept going on and on on this one. Anytime we talk about this stuff. I mean, this is existential stuff. And we hope that our listeners, that that this is the type of stuff that animates them too, because this really is the core of everything that we do as people. What were some of the big takeaways for you, Ira? Yeah, there, there were two of them. Um, you know, one of them was how to explain the why. I think Gary articulated so well that you say, what's your why? And somebody pulls out their wallet and shows you their kids or a boat or, you know, their pets, what whatever it is. And it, your why is so much bigger than that, that 
that that may be part of that and that's what you value so that was the first the second is I, i'd love to get gary back to 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 go into this in greater depth because he talked about that people the, the thing about asking people to change which we ask all the time now we talk about adapting and maybe that's a euphemism for change um it, and but we shouldn't be asking people to change because that that it's we we want to uncover their potential but I, I guess I challenge that, and this is where I go deep into it, and maybe and we'll have to have a, a, another conversation about this, is I just know too many people that go, I'm too old to change. I don't need to change. I mean, the world's wrong. The world needs to change for me. Is Why is everybody bothering me? And I'm, I'm not sure if people take that literally, that people don't have to change. And, and it's like, well, I know my why. And I guess it's how do we articulate better? I'd like, like to have a conversation around how do we articulate that people don't have to change? Yeah, that was a big takeaway for me, too, is, that, you know, if I, as I look back on my life, um, have I changed? Absolutely. If someone came back to me as a 20 year old and said, this is who you need to be at soon to be 43, I would have been like, that's not the path I'm on. That's not what I want to do. Yet here I am. And I'm living out my why. And so sometimes there's that disconnect of really understanding who you want to be. But when he talked and he used the word, the, the word unleash, unleash who you are, I absolutely love that. And so marrying that concept with, yes, you got to unleash who you are, but also understanding who that is when maybe you're 20 compared to who it is when you're 40, when you're 60 and you're 80. It's okay if that changes, and it probably should change to a certain degree over time. The, the core of who you are is probably going to stay the same, but there are going to be different expressions probably of that aspect of your personality um, and of your existential reality of, of how you get to express that as a healthy part of your identity. And so, yes, I'm hopeful we can get Gary on again to dive in more specifically into that because I think there are so many fascinating applications for the why discovery tool and the why assessment. And we didn't get into this IRA either. He, he brought it up earlier. Kids, we should be doing this type of stuff with kids in school, preparing them so that uh, once they are done with high school, it's not like, I'm not really sure what to do. So maybe we can do that next time. Yeah, I brought up the adaptation advantage and, and they, they had three questions there. And one of them was, what do you do is the first dumbest question we can ask. And what, what do you want to be when you grow up? And what's your major? And Gary hit on two out of three of those, uh, which are really not the right questions that we should be asking. The thing is that, hey, I've got my uh, grandkids up here, you know, a three and a one-year-old, one-year-old wouldn't understand that. A three-year-old, it's, it's like, it, rather than what do you want to be when you grow up, which you, he, he wants to be a garbage truck driver. Um, but, you know, ultimately it, it is the why. What, what's his why? And if we can do it with pets, we can do it with, with our grandkids. And, and you can do it with your four boys, right? That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, we've come to the end, Googleization Nation. We want to thank you for tuning in today. Um, and thank you to Dr. Gary Sanchez, Dr. Y, for joining us today. If you haven't, uh, you know, liked and subscribed the, to the podcast, left a rating, left a review, we would love it if you would do so. And so until next time, I'm Jason Cochran signing off. And I'm Ira Wolf. Thank you for being part of Googleization Nation. And until next time, don't let the shift hit your plans.